0: This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 320, A Guide to Practical Contentment, part two, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net, and I'm Justin Mollick, your host and very own personal narrator for all things related to optimizing your life. And today's a continuation post from yesterday. I read half of this post in episode 319, and I'll be wrapping it up today, so you'll probably wanna hear yesterday's episode first before listening to this one. And with that out of the way, let's continue the read and optimize your life. A Guide to Practical Contentment, Part 2, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Changing Habits and Contentment Before we get to the practical steps, let's talk about contentment and change. Many people think that if you're content, you're just going to lay on a beach doing nothing all day. Why do anything if you're content with the way things are? But actually, contentment is a way better place to start making changes than unhappiness with who you are. Most of us are driven by the need or desire to improve ourselves, to fix certain things about ourselves that we don't like. While that can definitely be a place for driving some changes, it's not a good place to start from with those kinds of changes. If you feel there's something wrong with you that needs to be improved, you're gonna be driven to improve yourself, but you may or may not succeed. Let's say you fail and your habit change. Then you start to feel worse about yourself and you're then on a downward spiral where every time you try to improve, you fail. And so you feel worse about yourself and then you're on the downward spiral. You start to self-sabotage your changes because you really don't believe that you can do them. Based on past evidence, you don't trust yourself that you can do it, and that makes you feel worse. That's if you fail. But let's say you happen to succeed and you're really good at succeeding, so you succeed. Maybe you lose weight, and so maybe you don't feel as bad about your body now. But what happens is, if you start in this place of fixing what's wrong with you, you keep looking for what else is wrong with you, what else you need to improve. So maybe now you feel like you don't have enough muscles or six-pack abs, or you think your calves don't look good, or if it's not about your body, you'll find something else. So it's this never-ending cycle for your entire life. You never reach it. If you start with a place of wanting to improve yourself and feeling stuck, even if you're constantly successful and improving, you're always looking for happiness from external sources. You don't find the happiness from within, so you look to other things. If you're externally looking for happiness, it's easy to get too into food or shopping or partying or Overwork to try to be happy. If instead you can find contentment within and not need external sources of happiness, then you'll have a reliable source of happiness. I find that to be a much better place to be than relying on external sources of happiness. A lot of people wonder, if you find contentment, won't you just lay around on the beach, not improving the world, not doing anything? But I think that's a misunderstanding of what contentment is. You can be content and lay around, but you can also be content and want to help others. You can be content and also compassionate to others and want to help them. You can be happy with who you are, but at the same time want to help other people and ease their suffering. And that way, you can offer yourself to the world and do great works in the world, but not necessarily need that to be happy. Even if for some reason your work was taken away from you, you'd still have that inner contentment. Practical steps to contentment. The question is how to get there, how to go from being unhappy with yourself to being content. The path is learning a few crucial skills. Number one, build self-trust. The only way to fix a lack of trust is in small steps. If the unreliable friend wants to rebuild trust with you, the right way is not for him to say, now trust me with your life. Instead, it's to start building trust in small steps. Do little things and see if the trust is held up. Over time, you open yourself up more and more. What I usually do to build trust is to start with small things that I'm totally certain I can do. Drinking a glass of water every day is an easy example. I wanna drink more water, so I set a bunch of reminders to drink a glass of water when I wanna wake up. If you can keep that up for a week or two, it helps you trust yourself. Most people try to change hard stuff, fail, and then the trust is gone, so start with the small stuff. Number two, notice your ideals. The other problem for finding contentment is that we're constantly feeling bad about ourselves because the reality of ourselves does not meet some ideal we hold. That ideal could come from mass media looking at magazines and movie stars, or it could just come from some idea about how perfect we should be when it comes to productivity or how our body should look. The truth is the reality of ourselves is not bad. It's only bad in relation to the ideal that we have about ourselves. When we let go of the ideal, we're left with the reality that can be judged as perfectly great. It's a unique human being who is beautiful in its own way. So ask if you're feeling bad about who you are and how you did. If so, it's because of the ideal. To recognize that takes awareness first. Notice your ideals. Number three, let go of the ideals. Once we notice the ideals, we need to stop comparing ourselves to them. Let go of the ideal. The only way to let go of the ideal is to see the pain that is causing in yourself and realize you wanna end that pain. And letting go of an ideal that's hurting you is self-compassion. Watch the pain. Be compassionate with yourself and stop causing pain in yourself with this process of comparing yourself with ideals. You just listened to part two of the post titled A Guide to Practical Contentment by Leo Babaut of zenhabits.net. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started when they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns the smart debit card and learning app for kids 6 to 18. GoHenry helps kids learn about all things money, earning, spending, saving, budgeting, and so much more. You can even track their chores and pay their allowance right in the GoHenry app. And with their GoHenry debit card, they can put their skills to use in the real world. Plus, parents can set spend limits and get real-time notifications whenever their kids use their cards. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with GoHenry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com/old. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from four dollars and ninety nine cents per month unless canceled. And now, before we go, is there anyone you could think of who would benefit from this show or likes audiobooks or personal development and would be interested in this podcast? It'd be amazing if you could share it with just one person, anyone who you think would actually give it a shot and listen. Word of mouth is the best way to get this podcast out there and I can only continue it if it keeps growing. So if you can do that one thing for me, I'd greatly appreciate it. It could be a family member, a friend, coworker, classmate, stranger, or in an online group or forum, anything like that. You can send them to oldpodcast.com or if you're with them and have their phone, you can show them how to subscribe. It mean a lot and would help keep the show alive, seriously. It really means a lot that you're listening through to the end. But again, if this show doesn't keep growing, I can't keep doing it because of the time and money involved, so any kind of sharing with others would be amazing. And I'll stop it there. I'm not sure who I'll be reading in the Thursday show. So it'll be a surprise for both of us tomorrow. I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show